Hey y'all, it's Dr. Janae. What's up, it's Raven, and we are your favorite teacher therapist duo. And this is Houston to Healing, a podcast about all things mental health, but most importantly, a safe space for Black people. Our mission is to dialogue, find support, and share resources that help in our healing journeys. And I say our healing journeys because we too are learning and growing every day. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey y'all, welcome back to another Hughes the Healing episode. And today I have something that I really want to talk about with Dr. Janae because this is something that really rubs me the wrong way on social media. And it is when folks self-diagnose themselves and I can talk my shit because I have been one of those people who self-diagnosed <laughs> myself with social what media. What you diagnose yourself with? What, we need to get into this. Yes, we will. We will. So it it was, I kept seeing posts about bipolar disorder that resonated with me. I would be like, you know what? This is me. And then I'll see another post. It was like, I was like, okay, is the universe trying to talk to me? Am I bipolar? <laughs> Sorry. And I know it's not, I know, I know it's not funny, but I, you know, I'll be like, okay, you know what, this, this, this really sits, this is me. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I would use that as an excuse when I would do something in my head. I wouldn't tell this mm-hmm. to people because I didn't want somebody being like, okay, where are the receipts? But I'd be like, well, girl, remember you read that post, you know, this could be your bipolar showing up, right? Like self-diagnosing myself. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I was getting from, you know, Twitter threads infographics from you know um instagram just not knowing the full thing mm-hmm. and you know now that i know i can look back and and think that was that was dangerous that was not okay mm-hmm. and it just reminds me of folks who you know be on social media and be like you know i'm anti-social um you know thinking they're anti-social because anti-social because they decided not to go out for the weekend mm-hmm. or their hater was going to be in attendance and it's like no maybe you have another issue Okay. Yeah. Because that's not anti-social um, personality dis- personality disorder, which mm-hmm. I learned is a disorder from you, from you schooling me. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. just thinking through that, that is one thing that really rubs me the wrong way. People who self-diagnose based off of Twitter threads, infographics, you know, little TikTok videos, all all of that, all of the above, right? And all of the above. Yes. Please stop. That is literally. Like all I, that is, if you don't take nothing else away, it's stop because it is so dangerous. Like you said, and this is more common than people probably realize. So many people are walking through this world telling themselves and telling others that they have something going on because they saw something. They read a quick little article, not a peer reviewed article, something that somebody, you know, just an opinion piece, or they saw that infographic or that quick little reel or TikTok. And now they're like, I have blank. That's why I act like this. Y'all got to accept me as I am. That's exactly what I mean. And I'm just like, let's start from the top. How do you know that you have blank? How do you know that you're bipolar? Who told I read you the that? infographic, Dr. Janae. And, like, and that resonated with me. And, and so that's why I was low-key like holding in a cackle when you said, is the universe trying to talk to me? And it's like, no, the universe was not trying to talk to you. Um, you know, it, it was that that was social media basically running the thing, like, okay, she's been yeah, about, about bipolar. Yes. It was your so we go cage. Your explore page was lining because you fell into a bipolar disorder rabbit hole. And so they started exactly yes. And all that was doing was reinforcing this belief that you came up with yourself. And you know. You, have you been diagnosed with bipolar disorder at any point? I have, you know, I have not, but so I diagnosed again, myself, right? So you could have so. been, what I'm saying is, but you could have been walking in that truth 
And without going to therapy and getting your correct diagnosis, been like, yeah, I'm bipolar. Like, and this is why I do these things. And I feel like a, a lot of times people also not only misdiagnose because they're not credentialed to do so, but they self-diagnose and they do it wrong, but they do it as a way to make excuses for their behavior. This is me. Yeah, I'm no, you're reading me because that, that was me. Get into why, why 99% of the people that say they're antisocial are not. It's a personality disorder. And you would know that if you talk to a therapist and realize like, I'm going to stop saying that because no, I just, I'm just introverted. I'm just chill. I'm laid back. That is not A plus B don't equal C. But it is so common. I've had people reach out to me for a consult. They're like, hi, I'm wondering if you're accepting new clients because I want to talk to you. Um, you know, I have OCD and I'm trying to learn how to navigate it. So I'm like, okay, we set up a consultation. And I'm mm-hmm. like, talk to me about your previous therapeutic experiences. You know, they're like, oh, I've never been to therapy. I'm like, but you said you got OCD. That was me, yeah. Your, your primary care the- physician told you? Like, oh, no, no, because, you know, I really like my house clean. And I'm like, All right, okay. And again, I get it because I've done it medically. You know, I'm like, oh, I got this migraine. Let me get on WebMD real quick. And next Let me thing tell I you, know, right? I have end stage cancer in my yes. mind, right? Yes. I'm like, oh, cancer this is kidney the stones. Yes. Like this, I, it says if you got A, B, and C, look, I got A, B, C. Therefore, let me go on and send my notes to people and let them know that I've had a great time living with you, but but I'm not going to be at the next function because it's really RIP. <laughs> but what I will say when we self-diagnose ourselves self with medical conditions, we're more inclined to go to the doctor to confirm it. When it comes to our self-diagnosis for mental health, a lot of times people are not doing the next step to say, okay, you know what? This Again, this bipolar post is speaking to me. I think I'm bipolar. You know what? I've convinced myself I'm bipolar. Let me schedule a therapy session. It's just, that's the end of the line for people. That's the end. Yeah, that was, because I didn't mention any of that in therapy. Like, you know, I've been seeing this infographics. I think <laughs> that I yeah. am bipolar. It was my mm-hmm. my excuse for, well, mm-hmm. in my head, I'd be like, well, girl, you know, you know that, you know, post you saw last month, you know, it said you bipolar. So mm-hmm. it's okay for you to have a mood swing on, on folks. It's okay mm-hmm. for you not to be held accountable because you done side di- di- diagnose yourself and like you said, misdiagnosed. Yes. And I think, you know, the ones that are most common that I come across that I see that are just often very popular online are the ones that people have come to me and told me that they have is for sure bipolar disorder, OCD, antisocial personality disorder, but they leave the last part is just antisocial. Yes. ADHD. And then narcissism, which is also a personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder. And I don't know why those are so common in terms of the the general population, because if you look at the actual percentage of people who are diagnosed and living with these mental health disorders, I just feel like it's oversaturated when we get on social media. Like if you it doesn't match the numbers, actual number of people who are diagnosed mm. with narcissistic personality disorder and the number of posts that we see spewing that out. I'm like, it's a disconnect. But mm-hmm. why do you think that these things are just so prevalent on social media, like specifically these disorders? As you you know, list out the disorders, I think one thing they're like quick, easy. You know, when I was reading bipolar disorder, it was like quick, easy things that wasn't so difficult, like, you know, having mood swings, getting upset, like things where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I do that, right? That seems very, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word normal, but just like very relevant among folks. Like, yeah, I have mm-hmm. mood swings. Maybe let me pause and think about why that is because I don't have 
healthy coping mechanisms when it comes Mm -hmm. to just life in general. It's not because I'm bipolar or, you know, my negative, like, outlook on life can just Mm -hmm. be me just going through, which I learned when I did go to therapy that it wasn't bipolar disorder. It's like, girl, you're dealing with depression. So, you know, that's what it was. Um, And I think when I see like narcissistic, like, especially on TikTok, that one is a big one on TikTok. I think sometimes another thing folks do, and I do this myself, especially when it comes to family members, oh, this so-and-so, this is so-and-so to a T, right? I'm, you know, I've been seeing folks like, oh, this is my ex. This is my ex. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think sometimes we want to put a label on why we are the way we are. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. for me, like I was looking for an answer. I wanted to know a why. And yeah. I was like, oh, I found my answer in this. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's what we want to do. We want to put an answer to like, why we act like this, why our mama act like that, our daddy, mm-hmm. our ex, you know, um, to, I don't know if it's to excuse the behavior or to just, to justify it. I mean, that's definitely one perspective of it. We, we as human beings exist to try to figure things out. We want to understand, we want an answer. We're just curious beings. So we want to know why somebody's wired the way they are, why they act this way, why they react this way, whether it's ourselves or someone else. And 50% of it, in some cases, people want to have that term, that diagnosis that they've come up with or that they have, you know, interpreted from someone else because they do want to justify or accept the behavior. And other times it's just to make it make sense for you. Like, okay, this person is super mean, like they lash out at me. And there's this thing about a mood swing that says bipolar. Okay, so you're bipolar. That's why you treat me like this. So I see it's not a me thing. It's not my fault. Like it's your issue. And so it's to pacify it. It's to make something more palatable. But it's not doing anything if you're not actually taking this suspicion because there's nothing wrong with doing your own research. Individuals should not go into therapy and just be like, whatever my therapist diagnoses me with, like, that's it. I got I'm it. Run with it. Yeah. it. Like you can get a second opinion. You can push back and ask, like, how did you come to this diagnosis? So again, these are little things that you want to take into therapy little tidbits. When, you're, when you're starting to, to do the therap- therapeutic thing or when you're already in there, like, hey, I recognize, you know, we, you said I have X, Y, and Z. Like, can you explain to me why? The same way you would ask your primary care physician, like you said, I have blank. What? Where's the receipt? Where's the Carfax? So I think that is why people just like, they have to know they can't, they can't accept not knowing why people themselves included act, behave, react a certain way. Right. Yes. So the reason why people in, end up self-diagnosing is great, but the fact that people self-diagnose is not. So again, if that is what you do, please stop, please you know, stop take yes. your suspicions, take the things that you believe may be true and go see a therapist, get it confirmed. See another therapist, see a psychiatrist, like see someone with the credentials to do so. And it is not because we are getting into this whole hierarchy or like, you know, I am the person who holds your fate. But I think that's another misconception with this is people often view therapy as this space of like, I'm going to talk about all my problems, my trauma, all that I've been through. And my therapist is this good listener. They're non-judgmental, And it's like, yes, correct. 
But the thing that people forget and or may not realize to begin with about therapy is that this is an actual science. Like therapy includes a treatment plan and intervention and measurable goals. So that's why when people are like, oh, my nail tech is my therapist. I'm like, unless your nail tech got um, a set of degrees and credentials, right? Because I'm just not expecting them to have your therapist. Your nail tech is not your therapist. Your hair yes. is not your therapist. The lady at the church who you love to talk to, you know, big mom. No, Not, because no. people think therapy equals good listener. And I'm yes. like, no, there's so much more to it. And I think that's also why people are resistant to go to therapy because they're like, why am I going to go talk to this stranger when someone's down the street to listen to me and Can they're like, the you know what? You acting just like this. And you know, my ex-husband used to act like that and he was blah, 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 blah. And the whole time, ex-husband didn't have a diagnosis. So you getting this gem from homegirl. And so now you just as misguided as the ex-husband, and but you swear that, you know, oh, I'm good. Okay, now I know about myself. I've had this person listen to me. Okay, and you have not addressed your organic actual mental health issue because you've misdiagnosed from someone else. You've internalized that self-diagnosis and now you're walking in it, but there's no treatment plan. There's Nothing no way to address know. it. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, cool, now I know it. Cool, so I'm gonna keep me in this person. And it's like, mm-hmm. so we're working against healing. So I think that, you know, this is, especially important to talk about as we are trying to get individuals to lean into this healing journey. It's like, well, first and foremost, get a correct diagnosis so that you can get the proper treatment for said diagnosis. And I was gonna say, I know I'll be calling, I know I call you Janae on here, but it's Dr. Janae. And when girl, I talk to you, <laughs> I'm like, you, you earned that damn degree. You earned that doctor. Cause some things I'd be like, Oh my goodness, though, the words, the things, the, the medical terms, all of them things. I'm like, you was in school doing what you needed to do. So like you said, listen, you listen are, it was too much online. You, it was, and, and you know, they still ain't paying back loans. So I had to take it real serious because yes. that was on me. But that's another thing too. If you have a therapist in your personal life, that person cannot be a therapist. They cannot, people always, okay, look, so this is what I'm going through. What's mm-hmm. my diagnosis? And I'm like, Mm-mm, get you a therapist. Like, again, I'm Dr. Janae in the professional world, but to the homegirls, to my family, to oh, my loved ones, I'm Janae. Yeah. So it's yes. like, I'll talk to you. I'll gather you up and I will absolutely bring my therapeutic mindset into it. But get a diagnosis from an unbiased, impartial person. Your mama, if your mom's a therapist, shout out to your mama. Your mama's not your right. Your mom is looking at you through a different lens. Again, I can sit up here and think I'm about to diagnose you, but I've known you for how many years? Like I cannot come at this the proper way. I have so many people ask me if I could be their therapist or, you know, you know, we only did, you know, we're not friends, but we know each other. I'm like, "Mm." no, that's why (laughs) I'm like, like we cannot go into that professional space because that's the whole part of therapy. Um, but yes, girl, I, I'm glad that, you know, you you feel like when I be dropping gems and talking to you, like, I'll be like, damn, you, you was learning class. You was taking that. She earned okay. that degree. That, that that's, yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, dang. So I, I think the things that you were saying is so, so right of like, take that information that you are seeing and then what next? Don't just stop. You know, with me, I was like, well, I'm bipolar. So I'm gonna continue just wilding out when it's like, no, in the mood you, swing, right? Yes. You actually just have poor like coping mechanisms when like life just gets the worst of you. Right. Like, and that's not okay. And this is what we can, this is your treatment plan. This is what we can do. Absolutely. Um, And so it kind of empowered me to know now when I look on social media and things resonate with me, 
I, you know, now I can kiki my therapist like, girl, I don't saw this. And I'm kind of, she's like, no, stop. You are not, you are not this. Like, please, Listen, let's her down. I feel yes. her. When, they, when, when my clients come with a diagnosis, and I just be like, who told you that? Yeah. And they start reciting something. And I'm like, you saw that online? Right. Okay. Now I'll be like, putting my phone like, let me, let me go ahead and look right, at the infographic right. because I shorted, screenshot it. Listen, and be sw- and we take it, like you said, bipolar. People are like, oh, you know, I just be sitting there and like somebody do something and I just get super mad. Like I'm bipolar. And I'm like, bipolar is, first of all, there's three different types. There's bipolar one, bipolar two, there's cyclothymic disorder. So there's, we starting there, right? But I'm like, this is intense, elevated levels of your mood, like to the mania for like a week or more. And then you just crash and you're in a depressed state. I'm like, yes, you can be mad along that spectrum, but like, oh, I was chilling and then I got pissed off. I'm like, that's that's not. But again, people believe that because that's what we've been told. That's how bipolar has been packaged up. So people believe that they're bipolar because, like you said, they have poor distress tolerance because they cannot cope well because they just have anger issues. It's like, no, you're not bipolar Um, or, or you may be, you know, I can't say you're not, but you need to go speak to someone about that. And if you do have a diagnosis of bipolar disorder, that's great to know. And then there are things you need to do now that you know that you have that disorder to manage it, to move through life effectively. And instead of just being like, well, I have it. That's why I'm the way I am. So that's again, yes. about, people are using it to cover up the antisocial personality disorder one. Like I love to share this with people because they're like, wait, 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 start back over. And I'm like, no, like this is what you need to understand. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm antisocial. Like you said, I don't want to go to the function. I don't like being at Disneyland. It's too many people. I'm antisocial. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, let me, again, I'm not your therapist. This is not therapy or a replacement for such. Um, but let me just tell you what, what some things that constitute antisocial personality disorder. People that are manipulative, deceitful, callous, they're hostile. They have frequent anger and outburst and sensations with irritability attached. They're vengeful, uh, disinhibition. They're irresponsible, impulsive. Um, they take a lot of risks. It's a part of a conduct disorder. Like you not wanting to hang out is not the antisocial. But again, that is what we believe it to be, right? So it's like, oh, I just I'm laid back, I'm chill, I'm turned down, I'm I'm antisocial. I'm like that one. I don't know how those two got mixed up because I think that That one 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 really took like out of left field. Yeah, that that one takes social media by storm antisocial. No, listen, that one and narcissistic personality mm-hmm. disorder. I feel like those two. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna link that um that interview that I did when they asked me about that because narcissistic personality or narcissism. People love to give that label to someone else. That's the one you give. That's I've that's, never yes. heard nobody be like I'm narcissistic, I, but it's, they, yeah. it's always someone they are in conflict with their romantic partner, their ex, their mama, whoever they don't work with, the boss, that person is a narcissist. And I'm like, this is a personality disorder, which is like, we're not going to get too deep in the therapy bag today. But I'm just like, no, like that person is just an asshole. You and that person just don't click. Like a, a narcissistic personality disorder, like that's a whole different set of diagnoses. Like personality disorders in general. And again, we talking about cluster A, cluster B, cluster C. So that's why you need to sit with a professional because I'm saying stuff that you're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't know what I'm talking yes. about. So that's why I'm not, I'm not going to say too much more, but people don't understand that. Another one that I think I hear people use sometimes, this is not as common as like schizophrenic. Oh, just, yes, yes. Like, oh, I've yeah, seen you know, that. that person's schizophrenic. That. And I'm like, how do you hmm. know? 
I'm like, schizophrenia includes a whole bunch of hallucinations and delusions and all of these things where you're not oriented to your, the reality of the, of where you're at. And I'm just like, and that the person you sit next to at work is schizophrenic. Like, I don't know. I just feel like we do a disservice to ourselves, to the individuals that we're in community with when we self-diagnose and we do not have the credentials to do so. And then when we're not taking those suspicions to a professional who can help us or that, you know, that can help us grow, help us actually get a legit diagnosis. And it's just a problem that I think people have just learned to accept. So I think it's really important as your consumers of social media to be like, who is the person that made this post? Like, what did, was this just an influencer, Random, a person yes, that's yeah. passionate about this? Maybe it's an individual who themselves have this diagnosis. So they have become more, um, have more of an expert level of understanding of something, right? But that doesn't mean that what they're saying is true for the diagnosis itself, or it's true for all people. So you can't take a colorful, you know, five post reel or some five post story or a reel that you saw or a TikTok and be like, this is my reality. This is me. This explains everything and move from it. Um, even take the stuff that you digest from therapists themselves with caution, right? Um, that's and that's exactly why when, I, when I do post stuff on the on our profiles that have to do with actual disorders, I make it clear to give a disclaimer. Like again, this is not therapy. This is not a therapeutic relationship. Yeah. This is just informational things for you to take. And do with that what you need to do. This is not saying like, oh, Dr. Janae said it. So therefore, like, you know, we talked about the um, uncommon signs of depression, right? No one should have taken that post and been like, I got depression. Like, because and that's that, yes. I saw this post. It's like, hey, you may be you may be feeling depressed. You may be feeling down, but you need to sit with somebody and get that diagnosis. And then most importantly, move with that information towards your healing. And, you know, as you're talking, what that reminded me of, too, another thing that I'm seeing for individuals who do attend therapy, posting their treatment plans online are, I love the line, my therapist said, mm-hmm. <laughs> and some mm-hmm. folks be like, you know, your therapist either ain't said that, and, you know, folks defending it down to a T or, you know, down to the tooth that, no, my therapist did say this, but mm-hmm. understanding that that was, we don't even know what you said. That is for your personal treatment plan, your personal Absolutely. journey. It's mm-hmm. not a one size fits all. And yes. I'm guilty of that too. Seeing things of like, oh my, my therapist said this about how to, you know, deal with families or why I don't do this. I'm like, oh, that's me. That's me. But not understanding that that individual thing was for that individual, not a, a generalized thing that we can just lean into and take in as our own. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's one that has been become super popular. It's like, oh, today in therapy, my therapist said X, Y, Z, and it goes viral. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, like I'm gonna start doing that. Or like, I didn't know that's how, you know, I didn't know that's how I can cure my anxiety. I can address my anxiety. And it's like, no, that person came in. They discussed all that they're going through. They gave their biopsychosocial information. And that was what that therapist thought was relevant for that client in this particular time. And that person chose to share it online. Wonderful. Like, I think it's great that we can be so open and vocal about therapy. You know, 
in decades previous, we would be, you know, hiding the fact Never, that we yes. went therapy. Like we're, we're a generation that's very like, girl, I was at therapy today. I'm out there to gather me up. Yeah. said X, Y, and Z. Like, and I love that. And I love that we're able to be so transparent about our process, but that does not mean what your therapist told you to do with your anxiety or your intrusive thoughts is not what the person reading it necessarily should do. And I also think how we talked before about how we self-diagnose and we self-misdiagnose as a way to justify our actions or the actions of others. People take those gems from somebody else's therapist and be like, oh, bet I don't got to go to therapy. Like you posting it for me. Like your therapist said to go out and do X, Y, Z. And these are the journal prompts they gave you. Like, I'm going to just follow you. Do the same thing. And it's like, no, your race and their race are two different races. Like this is not, you know, people are trying to find ways to avoid sitting in that discomfort get in the diagnosis, get in the treatment plan, get in the homework. They just like, I'm going to diagnose myself because now I'm in control. We don't like not having control. That's really what it is. If we want to be that, That's the real, honest. yes. That's and the real. That's the right. And run, run episode one back. And, and, <laughs> run, and back. run it back and take your ass to therapy because these are reasons to go to therapy. If you're Absolutely. someone who's reading infographics and Twitter threads and trying to like, this resonates with me. Um, if you're someone who d- self-diagnoses, diagnose, um, someone who's looking at somebody else's treatment plan that, you know, like you said, it's great that we're sharing these things, but you are running with that and doing that same thing. Um mm-hmm. This is a reason to go to therapy. And that was, that was, this is one reason why I had to take a pause from social media because there's just so many things being hit at you and recognizing, you know, dang, I, I do do that a lot. Let me, let me, you know, take a break and, mm-hmm. and use the mental health resource guide to find a therapist in your area. And, you know, and, and like you mentioned, you can go in with this, like, Hey, I've been reading this online. I would love to know if this is, you know, my my actual diagnosis or mm-hmm. if it's something else right there's nothing wrong with having that information but what is dangerous is not doing the the after part the actually seeking someone out to help you navigate through that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for some people i've gone through this process with individuals right and they'll come in and they'll be like oh my gosh like i, I have adhd and i'm like oh, okay like well, when were you diagnosed how old were you and they're like oh like no i just struggle with you know focus and attention and i have adhd and i'm like okay well let's let's see if you have adhd right so we go through all of the questions and we figure out and we get to a diagnosis and it's not adhd right the person is like i didn't read 27 infographics watch this youtube video about um, this book so <laughs> I, I saw 13 reels child i have adhd and so when we get to it, I'm like, your your basis for having ADHD, right, is that you can't focus, um, you're inattentive, right? And then we really recognize, like, you know, there's a lot of anxiety present and you have an avoidant attachment style. So when things bring you discomfort, you completely just disregard them. You jump to the next thing. So you don't have ADHD because all of these other criteria, you don't meet them. And it's like, damn, I'm here for anxiety. Like, I just knew I had ADHD. So when I forget to do something, when I miss a deadline, again, this person is like, yeah, I ADHD. It's, you know, I take me as I am. And there it's we like, go. That's not who you are. So when they are confronted with the reality, they're like, dang, I never would have came up with that. And I'm like, and that's why you came to therapy. That's why you got to be careful. Yeah. Because now we can work on the actual problem at hand. And when, when I sit with clients and we go through that process, a lot of them just end up laughing at themselves. I'm like, what you laughing at? They're like, 
And I really thought I had XYZ <laughs> with me and it was just A, B, and C, but I never would have put the dots together with A, yes. B, and C. And sometimes people come in and they're right. They're like, you know, they have a family history of this stuff or they do have more information or knowledge. And it's like, you do have this diagnosis, but now it's confirmed. And now we can work together to figure out what the next steps are. So regardless of the outcome, it always works out in the person's benefit to partner with a therapist and be like, let's figure this out. Let's do something as opposed to just accepting it and making excuses um, or just living with whatever they think or know that they have. Right. Yes, absolutely. And I just just want to push, go back to episode one and then couple this with this episode and make sure you take your ass to therapy because like this is just these two go hand in hand. Right. And I think an important thing, the takeaway is that social media has a purpose. This is not anti-social media. Like there's so many great things on there just for leisure, just for fun, but even to learn, but always think about who is the source. And even if this source is a valid source, a trusted source, a source with the credentials to discuss this, I need to make sure this information is relevant to me personally. So now I need to do the work and say, okay, I've been reading this. I've been doing my own research. Again, the same way you look up something and WebMD tell you that it's the end of the world for you. Right? Yes. You're calling your doctor like, hey, I listen, I, I think my it's stomach time. is hurting. Now I just mm-hmm. found out, like you said, I got kidney stones. You go in there and it's like, you have zero kidney stones. Yes. But they figure out what is going on because mm-hmm. you went to the doctor because you did some research and you were convinced that it was a wrap. So treat your mental health the same way you treat your physical health. It's like, okay, I think this, I'm feeling this. I've been reading this, hearing this. My hairstylist done told me something and my hairstylist is a great hairstylist, but they not my therapist. So now I'm going to take those little nuggets and I'm going to go to therapy and see what I find. So it's not to discredit social media or to talk about not using it, but utilize it appropriately and recognize that there's only so much that social media or a friend or yourself can do in terms of diagnosing and treating your mental health before you sit with a professional to figure this out. And if you're not already doing so, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. If you're still not following us on Instagram or Twitter, please do so at Hughes to Healing. That's H-U-E-S to Healing, no spaces. We'll also have that linked in the episode notes, but our Instagram is where you'll find our mental health resource guide and it's a space for us to connect. Yes, connect with us. We want to hear from y'all. Tell us what's working. Maybe you have some questions as you're navigating this journey, but just know that between Janae and I, we got y'all covered. We are always going to keep it real because this is a conversation and we are committed to this with you. So with that being said, Janae, is there anything you want to let them know before we sign off? As always, if no one has told you this today, you got this. Shout out to you for making it this far in the episode, but most importantly, for making the commitment to your mental health to show up and engage with us. So until next time, we will talk to y'all later. Bye.